This is Joy Rowland and you are listening to the It's Possible podcast. This is episode number 29, Wealth Building 101 with Angela Duncan. Welcome to the It's Possible podcast. This is a podcast that sparks the transformation of your money mindset, empowering you to pave the way for financial success and wealth creation. This is where we study what the wealthiest and most successful people do. Not only do we study these successful people, we implement what we learn so that we create the life we want and deserve. Hi there, my name is Joy Roland, your host. I created wealth from changing my money mindset. Yes, it's possible for you too. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea. This is going to be fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 29 of the It's Possible podcast. My special guest on the show today is Angela Duncan. Angela is a woman who defied the odds and survived a childhood of abuse and poverty. Angela was raised in Section 8 housing, welfare, and working at a young age. Her journey has been marked by resilience and determination. With 25 years of personal finance study, Angela has honed her expertise to inspire hope through financial literacy. Graduating with a finance degree from California State University, she embarked on a diverse career in banking, financial advising, owning a top 10 Remax office for five straight years with over $2 billion in sales. Yes, you, you heard that right. $2 billion with a B in sales and establishing and selling an insurance agency. She's definitely a serial entrepreneur at heart. Now, Angela is committed to closing the poverty gap by empowering others to change their financial future. She firmly believes no matter where one starts in life, they have the power to shape their own destiny. I am so excited, (laughs) super excited for you to listen in on my conversation with Angela. She's so inspiring. She inspires me. She's written a book. She's featured on Grand Cardone stage. She owns properties, like properties in hundreds. Amazing. Ladies, we have a lot to learn. Please listen in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the It's Possible podcast. I am so excited because I have a very, very special guest with us today. Her name is Angela Duncan. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joy. Thank you for having me today. Okay, so I know I just gave a brief introduction at the beginning of the show, but why don't you start by introducing yourself to the audience and what you do? Yeah, so I like to start my story from my childhood. I'm I'm a survivor of childhood abuse and poverty. Um, we moved around a lot, and I decided at 18 that I was going to move out of that situation. It was not healthy for me. And I always thought that if I knew more about money, I would never had to live in the poverty and deal with, you know, all that comes in living in poverty. So I went to college and decided that I was going to pursue a finance degree so that I can learn more about this money thing that I was completely clueless about as a kid. And so that's kind of how I started my journey. And I've been studying money and finance through many different avenues for the past 25 years. And so now I really feel like I'm having a calling to where I need to give back and really 
teach other people what I've learned and how I've been successful in the years that I've been studying. Oh, that's fantastic. And I can so relate uh, with the poverty part because I was born in sub-Saharan Africa in abject poverty, so I can understand. But from your perspective, how did your experience of um, surviving childhood um, poverty, how did it help you shape who you are today? Yeah, so I think it really helped me understand that when you start with nothing, you learn to be grateful for little accomplishments that you have in your life. And, you know, you said you were born in Africa. So if we think about the U.S., you know, I can drive down the street and get gas. I have water that runs from a faucet at my house. And so much of the world does not have those amazing amenities, right? And we take it for granted. So I think when you come from nothing and have nothing, you really truly appreciate the little things in life. And so it just helps you come from a state of gratitude and positivity because anything that I'm accomplishing is so much more than where I started. And I'm just happy and grateful for that. Oh, yeah. I could, like, I just listening to what you said, I can remember when I was growing up, I had to travel 5.2 miles to fetch drinking water, hmm. you know, and I had to carry the water on my head um, because of the long distance. By the time we got home, the water was almost half gone because, you know, when you're trying to balance water on your head. So so now when I turn on the tap and I, I, I have hot water, I have clean water, I always give thanks to God and it just fills my heart with gratitude. And it actually pushes me to do more because obviously there are tons of people still in Africa suffering. So that's what drives me to like push myself to create more wealth so I can help um, the next woman coming behind me. So mm. Angela, um, the title of this episode is Wealth Building 101. You've achieved a lot because I've gone through your, your website and the amazing things you've achieved. But many people listening right now, I know they'll go Google your name and find you out. But while they're listening, why don't you walk us through your wealth building journey so that we listening right now can learn and be inspired to know that we can create wealth as well. Yeah. So I think the first thing that you need to do is you have to make a decision. If you if you're tired of living the way that you're living right now, you want to do something different. Only you can control that action. So if you've decided I'm not going to be this anymore, I know I deserve more. The first thing I always say is invest in yourself. You know, we live in a world where there's so much free information that it can be overwhelming. But at the same time, it's available for you. You can go to a podcast and listen to a podcast like yours, Joy, or they can go on YouTube. They can find videos and just start educating yourself. You know, if you want to create more income, if you're, you know, thinking about a business, there's so much information that's out there that you can learn from other people's mistakes so that you don't have to make those same mistakes and just take little action steps so that you can start learning more about whatever it is that you want to start learning about. And when it comes to building wealth, you have to understand money. You have to understand basic things like, you know, you have a checking account. You want to avoid any fees that are, you know, your bank that might be charging. So learn more about the different banks so that you can stop paying extra fees. You want to learn about credit cards and interest rates. If you're in credit card debt, look at that interest rate and determine how much extra are you paying for something that you're putting on that credit card. You know, that pair of shoes that you may have bought someone for Christmas is not $100. It could be $200 if you're not paying it off right away. 
So just being very aware of your expenses, that's the first step when you're really tackling that debt is what am I actually paying for? What do I really need? Where is my money coming in from? And understanding what your own finances look like. And a lot of times people are just, they're scared. They're, they're afraid to look at their bank statements. They're afraid to look at their credit card statements because they are in debt and they feel so overwhelmed. They don't feel like there's a way out, but there can be, but you have to take some action steps first. You have to change your mindset about money, thinking that, you know, oh, I'm going to live in poverty. Well, if you have a house, if you've got running water, like we talked about, you're, you're not really in poverty. So thinking of, from a different perspective, is just a great way for us to start. Oh, that's fantastic. You've just uh, mentioned um, mindset there. Um, and I want you to speak to that more because um, we know how to create wealth. Like I believe everyone knows how to create wealth, which is spend less than you earn, invest, that's a business, you know? So we know what to do, but majority of people aren't doing it. And that speaks to the importance of mindset. Right. So can you speak to that? How do you think mindset um, um, weaves into this conversation of building wealth? And how yeah. can some who's listening right now start to change their mindset so that they can start creating wealth? Yeah. So I just finished a book called Wealth Habits. It's written by Candy Valentino. And I love her book. I've been studying finance for 25 years. So it's not often that I will read a book cover to cover, because most of it, I've, I already know, I've already learned, right? And it's not so much that she taught new concepts, but her very first chapter talks about mindset. You can go and seek all of the information. You can go to school, you can get degrees, but until you believe that you deserve abundance, that you deserve to be financially free, until your mind and your heart align and understand that that's something that you deserve and that God wants for you to have, then you're never going to be abundant. You're always going to feel like you're in poverty because you don't feel like that you deserve it. So when we talk about mindset, it's it's unraveling all of the things that you learned as a kid. You know, if you think about your childhood, what did your parents teach you about money? Most parents don't teach you about money. They teach you how not to spend. They teach you that you don't need things or that money isn't available. And so you've got to kind of counteract all of that and, and reprogram your mind saying, no, wait, I do deserve this. I can earn this. I live in abundance. Instead of thinking so negatively, the mindset is, the, is so important for us. And it's one of the few things we can control, right? I can't control what's going on in the environment around me, but my own attitude and my own mindset, it is something I have control over. So why not choose to have a better mindset? Oh, that's fantastic. And that's so good. So good. Um, so Angela, I'm going to come to your book because you have an amazing book which is a huge thing because writing a book is no mean feat, right? Um, but before we get to that, can you talk about the challenges you faced on your journey of building wealth and how you overcame those challenges? Yeah, so even when I sought out to get college education and learn about money, my mindset wasn't in the right place because I didn't, I didn't know any better and I didn't surround myself with people that could teach me. So when I... Um, finished college and I went to work for Bank of America it was my first real job. Um, I sought out two women, two women that were already doing the financial advising role. And, you know, they would walk into a room and they were just so confident. And I could tell, you know, they were successful, at least what I thought was successful. 
And I just took the time to ask them, like, what are you doing? How can I learn more from you? How do you approach business? You know, what are you doing? How, what are your routines? And really learning from them. So I, I saw this phrase recently that talked about, you know, we all say you're you're the combination of the five people around you, right? Or the closest people around you. So if you look at those people and they are not uplifting you, if they're not encouraging you, if they're not doing bigger things, then you're stuck in a cage. And if you take that visual effect of you stuck in a cage, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a cage. I want to help empower and uplift other people. So I need to be around people who are doing very similar things. So keeping that positivity, not just in your mind, in which you're in your heart, in which you can, can control, but controlling who's around you, controlling what comes into your brain. You know, we don't, I don't watch the news. I can get all of that information on YouTube and find it for free. So cut out that expense, but I want to control what, what's coming into my mind. So again, like why not choose to keep it positive? Why not choose to keep the people around you positive? Why not choose to ask to, you know, be in groups of people that are doing things that are inspiring to you. So these are all choices that you have but you have to take the action. So until you're ready, you're you're not going to change anything in your environment. Oh, amazing, amazing. Angela, what do you say to someone who says, well, making money isn't that important. What's important is having God in your life, having family, having friends. Like, what do you say to that kind of person? Well, the first thing I ask it, and I you know I, I'm a Christian and I go to an amazing church here in Miami, and I ask them about church. How, how does church reach more people? How do they help more people? Mm. How do they go on mission trips? They need money. So why not use your own gifts to create income so that you can give to the church and allow them to use their gifts to go impact the world? Like, I believe in God. God has touched my life. He is here every single day. And I would love for the rest of the world to feel that too, but we can't reach them unless we can pay for the airplane ticket, pay for the food if we're donating, you know, whatever it is that the church needs, it, it still needs money. It's a business. It exists with money and it cannot impact other people without that income. So stop thinking about money as a bad thing. It's just a tool. And how do we use that tool to better serve the environment in which we live? Oh, well, that's fantastic. And even the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all things that you live in abundance, right? Mm -hmm. And in Proverbs, it says, um, a poor man's wisdom is despised, right? And it right. also says, money answer it to all things. Right, like, right. There's so much from the Bible. Yeah, so that maybe they're just not truly understanding what the scripture means, right? And they're not thinking about money in the way in which the Bible was written. So yeah, would love for them to go back. And if we could just write, I'm sure there's books about like just money books on Bible verses and what it means and how maybe we are misinterpreting. Mm. Oh, amazing. I love it. Okay, let's talk about your book. Um, I love just looking at the cover of your book. I I went on Amazon to look at the Kindle version. So good. So tell the listeners about your book. Yeah. So when I talk to people and I was coaching with people and they were first talking about money, they, they would tell me that they would pick up a book and it was so much information that for someone who hasn't studied money before, they didn't understand it and it was overwhelming to them. So I wanted to create something different. I wanted to create 101 tips for them to read and just peak curiosity. What does that mean? 
and just give them a little bit of information so that they can not feel overwhelmed. But now we can start having a conversation. If you want to talk about a retirement account, what does that mean? Well, let's sit down and talk about it together. I don't want to go into great detail in the book because then you're, you're losing an audience that's just seeking the first step in helping to control their finances. And so that was the purpose behind this book is just to get them started on their journey and not overwhelm them with words or phrases or you know ideas that doesn't make sense to them yet because this is brand new to them. So let's just start with some baby steps and some basic information so that we can start you on that journey. And then as you progress, we're going to move to other books that have more information. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, you have told me you have graciously decided to offer um, a freebie to the audience. Why don't you tell them what your offer is? Yeah. So right now I actually have two. So Empower Your Money on Amazon is free right now for the Kindle version. I know a lot of people are making resolutions. They're going to tackle their debt. Well, I want to help you. So I made this book free on the Kindle version. The other one I have is another free money book and it's on freemoneytipsbook.com. Freemoneytipsbook.com. It's also another free book. It has seven steps to get you started. But right now, definitely check out the Kindle version. I'm giving it away for free. I put a lot of hard work into this book. And for me to give it away to you for free truly means that I want to help you get started. Oh, that's so amazing. And thank you so much for that offer. Uh, ladies, I'm going to add all of the links in the show notes. So go into the show notes and just hurry and grab your copies. Um so Angela, someone might be listening and thinking, well, you've talked about um, mindset and you've just given me an overview and they want to know what were your tactics, what were your strategies, what exactly did you do to build wealth? Yes. So for me, first it was controlling my expenses, really looking at what am I spending money on? Do I need this? Is it serving my purpose? And so much of we that we spend money on, you know, brand new phones, brand new cars, it's, it's not necessary. So even though you may have already made those purchases, now you're aware you're not going to do it going forward. So really looking at the expenses first. Then my second step is to build a small security fund, which just means cash in the bank. Right now, interest rates at 5% for a savings account. I mean, you're earning 5% on your money by doing nothing but putting it into an account. And you're just tucking that away because you're going to have expenses that come up and it's important for you to be able to pay for those expenses. Use that savings account to pay for your expenses so you're not getting further into debt because the whole purpose for me is for you to get out of debt. And then we're going to start looking at investing. The most important thing to invest in first is your retirement account because in the United States, we can get a loan for a car. Our kids get loans for colleges, so don't save for that first. You can get a loan for a home. You can get, you know, loans for businesses, but your retirement, there are no retirement loans. So that should be your first focus when you're thinking about retirement. And if you can just put a little bit into it every month and just set it automatic, and hopefully you're going to fit it in your budget and continue to grow that. But once you're out of debt, you need to be thinking about your retirement because it'll be here quicker than you know it. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. So how did you get into real estate and how did you get onto Grand Cardone stage? Yeah, so I got my real estate license in 2007, right before the housing market burst in Florida. 
Um, so it was a very difficult market to get into. But I think when you get into a market that's not easy, you have to learn. You really have to learn the business. And so I started um, because I love numbers. I really wanted to work with investors. And we were able to help clients get homes at like $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 and rent them out and have cash flow immediately. So cash flow means you have more money coming in than your expenses. So you're having a profit every month. So that's kind of where my love of real estate started. And early on, I was, you know, fixing properties and selling them, or I would buy a single family house and I would rent that house out. But what I learned is when I have no one living in the house, I have zero income. So instead mm -hmm. of buying that one house, what my mentor Grant Cardone taught me is you're going to put all the work into real estate and the bank is going to give you money for a loan. Why not go buy a four unit or a five unit or a 10 unit house? That way, if you have one person that moves out, you still have income coming in from that property. So I became a student. I learned more about multifamily investing. You know, what is the bank going to require? What kind of numbers do I need to look at? Understanding property taxes, understanding insurance. So I really became a student first before making a deal. And that's not to say I haven't lost money. I definitely, I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on real estate in the years that I've been investing. But I learned from it, one, and two, now I know what not to do going forward. So I teach other people what I learned so that they don't make the same mistakes. Um, but yeah, I was invited to be and, and tell my story on a Grant Cardone stage. I was at an event and um, I told about how, you know, I, I came from poverty and I've become a student of money and just learning about the tools and how to use it and how to invest in real estate. I went from owning um, before I met uh, met Grant Cardone, um, I was owning single family residences and I had about 16 of them. And then when he was teaching me how to go bigger, you know, owning a smaller piece of an apartment building versus all just single family homes, the income and the less work that came involved in maintaining that was so much better. So now I'm an investor and I have about 500 doors with my apartment complexes that I own, not fully by myself, but with other people. But together we pull our money so that we can mm -hmm. help each other build that generational wealth. And that's what he has taught me. Oh, that's fantastic. Like I'm just listening to you. I'm learning a lot for myself. And I know many people will be so thrilled that they've tuned into today's episode. So I know my audience are going to shoot me in the head if I don't ask you this, because my audience, we're all women. So how did you combine this with family life? Yeah. So when it comes to investing as women, we we think with our hearts and sometimes that works against us. So when I own single family properties, you know, if I had a family who was having a hard time, maybe I let the rent go a few extra days, or maybe um, I didn't charge them more rent because I felt bad for them. And that's so hard for us because we want to do good, especially as servants of God. You know, we don't, we're not out there trying to earn so much profit that it's hurting someone else. But at the same time, it's hurting my own family because that home should be renting for more. I'm just not asking for it because I'm helping another family. So you have to learn that balance too. And I'm a mother, my daughter's 20 now, but I used to bring her everywhere with me. When I was a real estate agent, she would go look at properties. When I was investing in properties, I would tell her what I'm doing because kids don't learn by what you say. They learn by yeah. what you do. So if I can't show her 
how to create the abundance for herself, then I feel like I failed as a mother. So being able to spend that time with her while I'm working, you know, was great as a, as a mother, because then I feel like I'm spending time with her, which I'm doing good. I'm teaching her and I'm also providing for my family. So making sure that your kids are involved in what you do when you're learning, teaching them as well and showing them your mistakes so that they don't make the same mistakes. Right. Um, but you're going to have people in your family. that are going to tell you, you can't do it mm-hmm. or let your husband do it. And you have to not listen to them because you deserve to have wealth as well. Yes. And one thing I like to say is good things happen when women have money. Very true. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, Angela. Uh, Before I let you go, do you have any last words for our listeners? Yeah, just don't be afraid to take that chance and and Mm. start learning. Just move, make action. And that positivity that you're going to see from creating abundance and accepting it in your life, you're going to be able to share with your family. They're going to get curious. You're, they're going to watch you. You're going to teach them. And now you're changing their lives for generations in front of them to know that you can have that kind of impact just because you decided today, I am not going to live in poverty anymore. I'm going to create abundance. You're going to change the lives of everyone around you. Mic drop. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show, Angela. Thank you, Joy. It's been so amazing. I can't wait to see the episode and share it with my audience as well. How fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If this episode encouraged, inspired, or taught you something new, please do me a huge favor by leaving me a review. Just head on over to Apple Podcast, find the show, go to the main page of the show, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll see a section where you can write me a review. And lastly, come on over to my Facebook group where you get support as you build wealth. This is an exclusive group of high-achieving and ambitious women actively working on getting rich. Find the link to the group in the show notes. I hope to see you back here soon. God bless you.